Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 11, Parallel Numbers Edition. <laughs> As if, like, I want to make some stupid excuse just to call it an episode an edition. I, I figure 11, double thumbs up, that's it. No exactly. double thumbs up at all coming up, but just for 11. Two finger guns equals 11. Oh, hell yeah. There you go. That works. <laughs> Your finger gunning host today are Chris and... <laughs> Savannah. That came out a little weird, didn't it? It did. It really did. <laughs> but that's okay. We're not exactly uh, all there. When If you've been watching this show before, I mean, we're just a little all over the place, I guess. But anyways, uh, if you are listening right now on YouTube, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons, leave comments and all that nice stuff, building that community as always. So, and we want you to be part of it. And of course, the audio realm. We got, uh, I already forget everything already. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, CastBox, Bandcamp, and still working on Stitcher. We're there, but we're also not there. I don't know. Enjoy three episodes for the time being. We, we, we literally have one foot in the door because they only have, what, half or less than half of... Of the episode so far? Less than half. As of today, if it's nothing's in there, then I think it's like a quarter or less. Oh, dang. So yeah. nothing's changed, eh? Just just the three? Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of luck on that end, but we're trying. You could still subscribe to Stitcher and let them know you want to hear Rate the Record podcast. That's great. Yeah. Flood their inbox. But obviously, if you're going to do something like that, you've been here long enough to know who we are. So if you're returning to the podcast, welcome back. Great Hi. to have you here. You know, we love having you here. and We love talking to you in the comments of our videos and all that stuff. But if you are new here, you don't know what we do. Well, first off, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Enjoy your stay. We hope you have a lot of fun today. Uh, and if you don't know what we do... Each week, Savannah and I will take uh, a record or an album, I guess, whatever you want to call it, to be to be honest. Uh, it'll be, either be completely random, like a special occasion, uh, anniversary type thing, viewer's choice, which we have done in the past, so yes, we do do them. Uh, we, we'll discuss that album at length. We will rank the songs, and then we rate the record. Oh, no clever quips this time. That's fine. No, no. No, those, those are coming up. Just wait. I hope you're actually wait. brainstorming some, just jotting them down, just to, boom, get me, like, by surprise. And, and the notebook is just full of uh, shocked Pikachu faces, and then I scratch it up, going, no, no, I've used that again. And then another shocked face, I'm like, no, 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 I've used that before. The diary of a mad woman right there. <laughs> <laughs> So, today's episode, the Parallel Number Edition, episode 11. That's just, I don't want to call it that. That's so dumb. Anyways, it's my choice this week. Uh, we, mm. Episode 9 was a fan request. Episode 10, we did a randomizer. So, I get to choose this week. And this week is all about Queens of the Stone Age and their 2000 album, Rated R, and in parentheses, to everyone, everywhere, all the time. <laughs> I wish they used that extended title more often, but you can see it if you like zoom into the al actual album cover. Yeah. So yeah, this is before they really kind of broke out into the mainstream because, um, you know, uh, obviously Songs for the Deaf was a huge album for them. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they had any albums before that because I had never heard of them before. So it's pretty cool. Oh, their self-titled album is probably one of my favorites. It it's like pure cult classic stoner rock album with... My favorite Queens of the Stone Age song of all time. Uh, spoiler alert if we ever do the album. You Can't Quit Me Baby is is literally my number one pick for that album. Interesting. I'll have to take a look at that. I hope someone actually remembers that if we ever actually do that album. 
Yeah. But you know, they just comment, big fat phony. You're just a big fat phony. Not if I put it at number one, which I (laughs) promise you it will be. So uh, you take that back immediately. But you know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves because before we talk about albums on this show, what we'd like to do every time before we start is read this little disclaimer just to make sure we're all on the same page. No one's being a dick about things. We're all being cool. Uh, Even if you like or hate the album, we're not going to rip on other people. Respecting each other's decisions and opinions, being cool about things. So, Savannah, what is that disclaimer that we'd like to read all the time? I clear my throat as, as if I have to. It's all an act. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss on Rate the Record regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun, discussing, and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode. We do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt and pepper if you want. A little bit of seasoning. uh, Whatever kind of like spice, seasoning, whatever whatever you got, whatever's really really tiny. Grain of paprika or something. Whatever you want, just don't be a jerk, please. Yeah, even if you got a sweet tooth, a little grain of sugar. That's not me, though. I'm diabetic. Fact of the day. Anyways. I, I laugh the way you say it, not the, not, not because you are. Oh, it's okay. Like, I, I my friends joke, make diabetic jokes towards me. They Aww. threaten to kill me with bags of sugar. So <laughs> it's all good. I have a, I'm a good sense of humor about it. <laughs> but yes, as previously mentioned, today we are doing Rated R by Queens of the Stone Age, released in 2000. And in case you didn't know about the band or the album, here's a little tidbit for you. Queens of the Stone Age is a hard rock slash stoner rock band out of Palm Desert, California. The band started in 1996 by founding member Josh Homme, formerly of the stoner rock band Caius. The band has been seen a parade of musicians come and go from the lineup since the band's inception, including Mark Lanigan of the Screaming Trees and even Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. Today's album, Rated R, was released in June 2000 and only featured Josh Homme as lead singer and multi-instrumentalist, as well as bassist and vocalist Nick Oliveri, who, uh, who's gone through some legal trouble we might have to discuss in a minute just for some of his songs that he wrote specifically. Uh, as the only real band members at the time of recording this album. The album was recorded at Sound City Studios in Vans Nuys, I guess, N-U-Y-S, California, and was released under Interscope Records. Multiple musicians, including Mark Lanigan, Nick Lucero, Wendy Ray Fowler, and Barrett Martin, and also many more contributed to the album as well. The singles of the album are The Lost Art of Keeping a Secret and Feel Good Hit of the Summer, though the latter of those two was mainly a single in Australia only, even though like it did kind of gain popularity here in North America. Uh, the album remains a cult classic, as, as their true breakout didn't come until their uh, follow-up, Songs for the Deaf, in 2002. That is a word sandwich right there. <laughs> But it's all out of the way now. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I kind of want to preface that too because I did mention Nick Oliveri. Uh, so to those of you who don't know, yeah, he was formerly the bass player of Queens of the Stone Age for quite a long time. Uh, there were certain legal troubles he got into that weren't as bad as the later one. Uh, he was arrested in Brazil for performing naked on stage, which apparently is illegal there. Uh, he got into uh, an altercation with a band in the UK, him and Josh Homme both, uh, but they were released without any charges against them, so that was oh, dropped. Lord. The big one, uh, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head because I don't have it on my screen here in front of me. Uh, 2011, 
there was a uh, suspected domestic uh, assault case where a police SWAT team had to be involved because he kind of barricaded himself in the house. Uh, Eventually, two hours after the SWAT team got there, he let his girlfriend out of the house. And then two hours after that, the SWAT team entered the home where he was arrested. They found drugs and a loaded rifle. Uh, And yeah, just a big problem right there. So obviously he's not part of the band anymore. Uh, yikes. Um, again, the, the domestic violence thing, I, I couldn't find whether or not that was an actual thing. It's a suspected or alleged or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say that it was, uh, and I only bring this up because Nick himself wrote some songs on the album and some of them, some of the themes of it, you can kind of probably pick up on, especially with the troubles that kind of come through. So, mm-hmm. uh, even if we speak highly of any of his songs, uh, just know that we do not condone that kind of shit. Yeah, but the songs are here. They're on the album. It is what it is. So we're just going to go gonna go with that. That, uh, that was something I didn't know. And I don't know what songs he wrote. So now I'm just looking through my notes going, I wonder if they're the ones. So. <laughs> I wonder if I should tell you which ones. Uh, or just leave it. I think what, you can probably guess. When they come up, I have, a, I, I have an idea. When it sounds like a different singer, probably. <laughs> Except that, one song that, that is Mark Lanigan. That was my Lanigan, idea. Oh, one yeah? song is Mark Lanigan, though, so don't get it too mixed up. We'll get to that when we well, get Well, I'm already mixed up. We might as well start. We might as well, huh? <laughs> and actually, we can do that right now. The very first song on this album, the Australian single, Feel Good Hit of the Summer. What do you got? It was okay. Um... The beginning of it definitely reminds me of Cherub Rock by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. Um, they both lead an album, so that's the first thing I thought of, the sort of strum patterns, kind of the same. Um, it did take me halfway through the song to realize what the hell he was saying, because I know you would you'd kind of, you know, hey, they have a song and this, these are the lyrics. So I'm like, oh, you know, maybe that's part of the song. Uh, that's all of the song. It is the song. (laughs) (laughs) The whole song. Um, I see why the title is what it is. You know, the feel good hit. I kind of assume that's the, uh, you know. It's the ultimate self-destructive party. Yeah. And it was okay. Hmm. You see, I like, yeah, the song is super repetitive, but I think it's a lot of fun in the way it presents itself. Mm-hmm. So it's not just repetitive and annoying. It's like, okay, get to something else. Like, the I think one of the greatest things about the song is the buildup itself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the verses are kind of like, there's not, like an intensity there, but it's like, it's kind of clearly building up to something. Just mm-hmm. like the guitars gently chugging and the drums, like, dun, 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 dun. And then, yes, the the lyrics, I can quote every lyric because there's only like a handful. Nicotine, yeah. Valium, Vicodin, Marijuana, Ecstasy, Alcohol, and then the chorus, Cocaine. Those are literally every single lyric in the song. Um, but yeah, the verse repeats a lot, but like the buildup in it is great. It sounds fantastic. And then the buildup of the chorus, especially when the cocaine part comes in yeah. and it gets really heavy. That part's a lot of fun. And I mean, like, the end is a lot of fun, too, where the verses kind of pick up with the same intensity as the chorus. I don't know. It's it's a short song. Uh, I mean, yeah, I get why people would probably be annoyed by it, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I definitely do agree with the uh, the end of line in the chorus, because it, it kind of feels like a, 
I, I don't know how to describe it other than kind of like a show tune where like that's the big like ta-da part of it. And that I kind of like, but yeah, it did seem a little little repetitive. And for the intro to the album, I'm like, oh God, what is the rest of the album gonna be like? So it it definitely left a lot to wonder about the what was gonna follow. Yeah. And I I I guess it's interesting to think because of like this isn't their like breakthrough album, so they were still kind of cult status at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you've either heard of Caius, you maybe heard their first album, or if you didn't know who they were at this point, like this is your introduction to them. Although yeah. to be fair, the next song, which we'll get into in just a second, uh, was like people's main introduction because I don't think a lot of people remember too much about the self-titled album. Like there were singles, but. Not really played on the radio, no videos. So I mean, oh. at least this uh, this particular album had a music video, and it was. We'll just transition to it now. The Lost Art of Keeping a Secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, it does have a video. I don't remember it at all, and I'm surprised I didn't watch it in preparation for this. But I saw it on Much Loud like a long time ago, back oh, wow. when that was a channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like one of those paid extra channels. I I used to side note. I used to watch that all the time, and that's how I found about like half of the one hit wonders or whatever that uh that i like from like 2002 to 2006 yeah so but as an aside uh i've definitely heard this song before as soon as i heard it i was like this sounds familiar but not familiar enough that i knew what was coming up but it's you you might have you might have actually heard it on much loud if you if you had it on all the time like this was one of those songs that was on rotation for a bit especially in its like earlier inceptions okay yeah, we'll have to watch the uh, the video for that. So yeah, I don't remember a lot about it. Well, you you tell me yours. You tell me yours. Um, I thought this was like a really interesting idea for a come down from the last track because th- there was a lot of intensity in the first one to like kind of boom you into the album, but then yeah. it kind of brings it down with this one. Like it still has like heavy points and like kind of faster pace points, but just that the introduction of the song alone and like. The introduction of the vibes, I, not not like the chill vibes, but like the actual instrument vibes. Yeah. Uh, they kind of like people would think it's a xylophone, but anyways, um, yeah, it was really cool to have that kind of feeling to be pulled back, but like I still liked what was happening, and yeah, the, the vibes sound very like, like there was like a mysterious retro feel to it, mm-hmm. and I actually kind of like that, and like the soft vocals on top of that, while the drums and the guitars are still bouncing and chugging a little bit, like that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I don't know. Something about the transition from very intense to a little mysterious chill. Like, it's, I don't know. I like it. I I definitely will listen to this song again. And it being a single, like, maybe I'm just notorious for ranking, excuse me, singles higher. Especially when I don't even know that they're singles. Because I listen to it going, I could definitely see this being played on the radio. And, uh... It seems like a simply written song, but I like it. It it was nice. And yeah, I don't know. There was not much about it that I didn't enjoy. And I had to listen to it two or three times because, again, uh, the first time I just let it play through and forgot to write anything down because I was too busy listening to it. <laughs> Now that is one of your traits. Or you, you, I've heard. I can't remember songs off the top of my head, but you've said in the past, like I had to listen to this like five times before I realized, oh shit, I have to write things down. I'm like, oh, I really like this, and then by the time I'm like, oh, I gotta write something down, I'm like, 
oh god it's the next song already <laughs> well oh, that's shit. the best part though because then you discover this new song that you like and so like yeah you listen to it a few times to enjoy it but and then you yeah. can finally get to work but the idea is enjoy the song first if you like it that much Jeez. yeah yeah no big deal except for the part where i'll pick on you all the time when it comes to that kind of stuff that that's okay 11 episodes in and what am i surprised not at all i would certainly hope not <laughs> Um, the courses are great too. Like the, the verses are like kind of like chill and everything like that. But then it's like the mm-hmm. perfect amount of heavy going to the verse. It's not crazy heavy or loud, yeah. but like the guitar, like I think Queens of the Stone Age plays naturally in like a C standard tuning. And that just means like, you know, E standard, your regular stuff. C standard is like the really low tone stuff. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice the guitars sound like really low and that's probably, that's what it is. It, I don't know. It just it's the perfect amount of heavy, perfect distortion for it, and also Josh Homme's uh, falsettos are like fantastic. I love them so much. Yeah, he he's been doing that his entire career, and he he has failed to uh, he's not failed to impress me yet. Like it's it's always fantastic. But yeah, um, and also just uh, towards the last course too, um, you'll you'll notice these like the baritone sax in the background. Mm-hmm. Like you hear this like yeah this like blaring horn coming in going with like the the melody and like the bass and everything like that. I thought that was a really great touch. So shout out to I wrote down his name Barrett Martin, nice. who plays that sax. Yeah, I. It was a really good emphasis on the final course of the song. It's kind of it reminded me a lot. Like it gave me the feelings of uh, the reason they hate me by Daughters. Ah uh, yes. How the last chorus, just as it was ending, it got immensely heavier in like the last ten seconds. Yeah. So that's what kind of, it kind of reminded me of that a bit. So okay, good job. I, to be honest, I don't even think I noticed any horns in it. Well, to be fair, between me and you, I've heard this album like thousands of times, and <laughs> yeah. this is like your first official listen. Yeah. So yeah. I've had years to like, oh, that's a thing. That's a thing. I'm gonna point out like layer stuff as we go as well. So yeah, if you listen through again, maybe you'll notice some of this stuff. Well, there there are some times that I will listen to a couple songs after you've said certain things. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's right. Oh, shit. I never heard that before. I'm so, sorry. You call me a liar know? or do you assume I'm a liar? No, I just need to fact check. You know what I'm saying? Well, the best part is you can fact check and then come back and be like, you're right. I don't lie. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Maybe I do. Mm. <laughs> A lot of mystery on this show. But yeah. What is, uh, what is happening? <laughs> what happens on every episode? I usually say some weird shit that gets us both shaking our heads. That's why I just dip out of frame. See ya. And I'm still talking and just like going on. And people are some for some reason still tuned in. Hey, you know. Hey, you wanted to do this show with me. So now you know what you've signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to the audio listener, she nodded her head before crying, so she she agrees. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree. I I I am crazy. Okay, so that's the lost art of keeping a secret. I'm sure. Uh, yes. I guess you're done talking about it. I am, and I'm ready to talk about Leg of Lamb. Leg of Lamb. Then go ahead and talk about it. Uh, strange title. Um, if it if the word if the phrase wasn't in the song, I would be highly confused on why it was called this. But, um, okay, so I'm not sort of good at picking out, I guess, sort of musical terminology or whatever. I don't really know what, like, a minor, major, anything sounds like. Yeah. Um, But I feel like when things kind of sound creepy, I think that's kind of minor notes or scales or 
chords or whatever could be yeah right or wrong uh that's kind of how i felt with this song where it's like i i i don't remember what part it was because sometimes these songs just sort of float away until i listen to them again but i just put minor scale question mark so I, i'm not sure if that's what the term i'm looking for is but yeah. uh but yeah and the guitar seems like neatfully chaotic I don't know how else to describe that. Are you talking about the, like the main riff or like the solo or the solo-ish thing kind of going over top of it? I think so. Yeah, I'd have to listen to it again. Un- unfortunately, this one in particular went in my ears and just blew away. So yeah, that's fine. Actually, on that note too, I could probably transition nicely off that because uh, like this song does have like a fun enough sounding composition. Like it is like really weird. Yeah, uh, it sounds intentionally messy, which. You can usually tell if a band or a production team of any sort is kind of going for, like, an intentionally, like, raw or messy sound. Yeah. Because, like, there are just garage bands who sound like shit versus bands who are, like, doing it on purpose for a reason, which I I don't know what the reason was for this one, but it still sounds fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not huge on music theory, so I can't tell you about major... Like, I could tell you major minor, but this one I couldn't point out. Yeah. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. There's a lot going on all at once. I still really had a hard time picking up on this one just because, like, I don't know, there's there's really not a lot going on. I mean, technically, like, with song layers in this one, there's a lot of layers in this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot going on, but at the same time, it just doesn't do much for me, so I, it doesn't pick up on me all that well. Yeah. It's just it's just repetitive. It, it doesn't really pick up or really get exciting. Like, it just maintains one feeling all the way through. Like, I don't know. It didn't do a lot for me. Yeah, I I liked it, but I think I was going off of like the vocal melody in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I I found that sort of easy to digest, I guess, very kind of radio friendly sounding. Um, and the chorus has some, I think, distorted vocals as like the background harmony or sort of in the background. And I kind of like that. I oh, don't like- know what it was, but it. Is it like the falsetto in the chorus? No, it, it was kind of like a like distorted guitar, but it kind of sounded like vo- like sort of vocal noises. I'm not really sure. It was like it was deep. It was deep behind everything. Yeah, there, there was some talking like talking points in the song and everything like that. Like you hear these, yeah. this one deeper voice kind of break through in the verse and the chorus every once in a while. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head because to be honest, like. I often skip the song when I listen to this album. Oh. Like I, I don't hate it. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's just, it doesn't keep me enough to want to listen. And there's nothing about it that keeps me wanting to go back. Yeah. But listening to it for this, like, obviously I went through it again, gave it a second chance, and it still just wasn't all that great for me. Yeah. I like the chorus. Hmm, okay. I stand by I stand by that part. Um, I, I just can't decide whether or not, like, it, it was okay to put the song so soon on the album or should have waited till later. I yeah. can't decide which one would have been better, especially because of how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, but at least it's short enough. It was, it was under three minutes. I don't remember exactly how long though, but yeah. So like it, it kind of came and went quickly. So it's not the, the worst thing to have to sit through. There's a song farther into the album that I think would have been better, maybe a little bit farther up in the album. So maybe if, like a lamb and that one would switch it would have made for a solid choice but 
Well, when we no, get there, you'll have to let me know so that way I can see if I can agree with you. Oh, I will. <laughs> As someone who uh, has listened to this album forever. Side note, too, uh, it, it sucks. I wish I still – I don't have the shirt anymore. I used to have the shirt for this album, a completely blue shirt with the white stripe going across the chest with the rated R logo right on the right side or my left side here. <laughs> I would have worn it for today, but, yeah, I haven't had that shirt in years. Oh, wow. I don't know why I got rid of it. Maybe it tore or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I have have a couple things like that where I'm like, where did that go? I really wish I still had that. I used to have a Nine Inch Nail sweater that said Starfucker on it. I have a a feeling my mom got rid of it a long time ago. (laughs) Never put those things in the laundry. She saw me wear it outside once and she freaked out. This is when I was like a teenager. But yeah, she's like, no, you go home and change right now. I'm like, no. (laughs) And and then a week later, where's that sweater? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Mums, you know. I wore it to a concert, too. That was was interesting. But no one cares at a concert. But anyways, (laughs) next song. Um, Autopilot. uh, This one is one of the Nick Oliveri tracks. Okay. Uh, Very chill, indeed. Like, I I really loved how kind of, like, low-key this one was. Um, In Over Top of the Singing, which is Nick Oliveri singing, by the way. Just wanted to that's why it doesn't sound like Josh at all. Yeah. Um, his singing, he's not the best singer, but also I like the way it sounds in this song. Like his voice kind of matches the mood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also Josh Homme's like kind of wailing, crying, guitarish type, soloish. I shouldn't say guitarish, just guitar solo type thing going on over top of the vocals and mm-hmm. the verses that I also just think adds to it. So I don't know. This one, It felt very bluesy. I really liked it. Uh, even with headphones, I felt like the vocals lived with the guitar and I just wish that it was like a little bit above it because I kind of had a hard time kind of focusing on one or the other because they felt like they were kind of competing. Um, and I like the keyboard or like the keys in the intro. Yeah. yeah. That That was, that was different. Um, so that was nice. I like that. And the, uh, kind of felt a little Bowie-esque. I don't know why there's certain parts of it just kind of I could imagine sort of maybe it was the uh the phrasing of certain words I was like I can I can hear this being like a David Bowie kind of feel so well he was a musical chameleon so you could probably fit him (laughs) in anywhere and he'd somehow manage to fit exactly you probably put him in death metal and he'd still find its way in (laughs) and they would would let him in too oh probably it's like David Bowie wants to be on our track okay hell yeah didn't, uh, what's his name? Christopher Lee, I, I think his name was. Didn't he do like a death metal album not too, like before he died? He had I, like that, that big, like menacing hollow, like voice. It wasn't like growling, but there was definitely like death metal behind him. It was pretty great. I don't know who Christopher Lee is. If I'm thinking of the right name, that's all. He was in Lord of the Rings as, uh, Saruman, I think, or Sauron or something like that. Lord, I, It's been a while since I've watched Lord of the Rings. I don't know. You would know him if you saw him. It's been, uh forever since i've seen lord of the rings like like over 25 years i think i watched it like a decade ago (laughs) i've never seen it that's actually the last time i ever did the trilogy too but uh, more about autopilot because there we go on tangents again (laughs) um the there's harmonies in the chorus like while they're singing like there's like the the higher kind of like plain uh just one note kind of harmony but then like Nick is kind of like singing actual like melody. Uh, and I really like that. Like, I think it's one of the high points of this song. Uh, time flew by in this one really all the way through. Um, like 
you don't even notice the song's four minutes, or at least I didn't. Yeah. Just because I was like, I was just kind of riding it as it was going. It was very smooth, very nice, like nothing abruptly to like pull you out of that. Yeah. And yeah, like you mentioned keys earlier. Like another thing about like keyboards in this song is like, especially towards the end, although I think it's kind of like nearly in every chorus, but there's like an organ that you can hear. Okay. And I had to look up on the credits too. Yeah, it's like a B3 organ or something like that. But anyways, it's kind of lowly in the, like lowly lying behind the background of like the courses especially. And I, I never noticed it before, but I now realize like how nicely it sounds with the course and just makes it flow a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like it's something I really appreciated. And even after like a million listens, I heard something new. <laughs> yeah. See, that's nice. And like, like I said, I, I really want to listen to these sort of, going from what you're saying because you you know it so well or at least a lot better than I do and then just listen to it again and just go oh shit I never I never thought of that or I never heard that before so it's always nice yeah and like I guess the difference between uh like I know I bring up all like all these uh things I I recognize in albums that I like the difference between this one and I guess Bungle the last one I chose was like I could have done lyrical breakdowns for this one because, again, very familiar with the lyrics, but I mm-hmm. actually actively chose not to. Yeah. I don't know if people, I don't know. I'm asking you, the audience, do you like lyrical breakdowns? Would you like to see more of that kind of stuff? Because, like, sometimes I'm actually curious to do it, and th- there are actually episodes coming up on our schedule that I'm probably going to do it for. Yeah. Uh, but, again, just curious to know what all of you think. Would you like to see more of that? Let us know in the comments. And, and let us know soon because... Um, there's one that I really want to do and we're recording that soon. <laughs> so soon, I want to like make, the... I want to make sure that I'm giving you what you want. Can I guess it's the one in two weeks? It is the one in two weeks. Okay. Well, people can't know about that one just yet, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, okay. So the next song on the album, better living through chemistry. Go ahead. I like it. It's all yours this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like it. Yes. Um, good. Good choice. I, good choice. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be fairly honest with you here, and I, you can keep this in. Uh, I have a ring light, and every time I look at the camera, and then I look down at my notes, all I see is this huge dark circle on my notes from staring at the ring light. So if I take a minute, it's because I can't read. Uh, that's it's just trying to <laughs> highlight your notes, circling the area you're supposed to be reading. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so I was listening to this and you know how just from your, your brain's sort of idea of how songs should go, it's like, you're waiting for the drop where the, like the music kind of kicks in. I was not disappointed because my brain's like, yeah, something's going to come in. And then it did. And my brain was like, oh yeah, that's the stuff (laughs) that that's what I'm looking for. And, uh, I, I, okay. So I always listen to this with headphones, just to kind of hear different things, left side, right side. I really liked how whatever piece was playing was starting to push to the left side as something new was coming in on the right side. Are you talking about like towards the middle of the song, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I enjoyed section? that. Yeah. And then you kind of get the I have a note about that. <laughs> you, you hear the ahs, like the vocal ahs, and then they're just coming in and then the other stuff's fading out. I'm like, is this? This is kind of nice. It's kind of like you're just watching something pass by you. Like but that. those Oz stick around it. So it's like the only thing that's like standing in like the image that's moving in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I do have a note about that and I'll get to it like when I get to that point. Cause I actually have quite a few notes about this song. 
Yeah. There's a lot to say. I mean, yes, I also really like this song. It's been one of my favorites on this album since I, I heard this album, period. Oh, really? Back in, it's been well over 10 years, probably even closer to 15 that I've been like really familiar with this album. Interesting. Um, everything about the opening is amazing. Like, for real, though, uh, I believe it's bongos being played in the beginning that really open up the track. Uh, mm-hmm. The reverb vibes, the vibes come back again. Again, it's the instrument, not the chill vibes. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the bass line, like, the bass line's fantastic. I love how it just dances all over the, the neck. It's just, it's so great. Yeah. It it all feels like you're flowing through a dream until the drums kick in. Especially with Josh's, like, really kind of reverb echoey kind of vocals just kind of drifting in. It feels like a dream. Like it's it's such a unique feeling in a song. I'm so glad they found a way to fit it in. Yeah. Um. I. The only real gripe I have with this song, like I have more notes, but like the gripe came in early, was Josh's hard left pan vocals in my headphones. Like if you're listening in the headphones, like his voice is coming out of one muff and that's it. Mm-hmm. It, it had a creepy feeling, which I like, but at the same time, just hearing one thing so heavily emphasized in one of my headphones, it it, it kind of like. I don't know, it makes me, it physically pushes me like to the other side, you know, like. Well, it's like somebody's like whispering in your ear and you're just leaning away from them. You're like, please, please stop. Maybe that's why I'm not big on asthma. Too much. Oh my, oh my God. No, I hate it. I hate, I some hate people it. like it. Some people get sexual release from it. But meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, no, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good. I'm like, please stop breathing in my ear. I hate that. Please stop. Um, but yeah. There's like, yeah. The, that really kind of like dreamy part broken up by the drums that kind of come in, kind of introduce you to what I think is a chorus. I'm not even certain if this has like a proper structure to it, mm-hmm. but then immediately after that, around the 140 mark, I even wrote that time down is when like you just hear this kind of extended droning and just like kind of guitar feedback kick in a little bit. And it's, it's really tense because like after you, everything you heard and it's just leaving you on this kind of like dark note a little bit and leaves you there for about, I'm going to say 10 to 20 seconds. I didn't really count. Mm-hmm. But then, oh my God, the jam session comes in, which is like three minutes, I'm guessing, because the song is nearly six minutes. And I have seen this song live as well. I've seen them live like three times. Yeah. Uh, that jam session goes on forever. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> as they should. It is perfect. Uh, the drumming in the jam session is excellent. Some of the best drumming work on the entire album, although there's like a lot of good points for drums on this album. Yeah. Uh, and there's just layers upon layers of sound coming through here. And as you mentioned earlier, like the, the movement of sound. Yeah. Uh, if you want to say anything now, go ahead. Cause I'm about to talk about the middle section a little bit. Uh, I only had one more point that I found there was like staggered uh, vocal harmonizing where it, like it wasn't the same. It was sort of like maybe on a little delay and yeah. I, I really like that. It kind of added something that I've never really heard or noticed before. So I enjoyed that. And now the floor is all yours. It's not going to be super long, but yes. The, so the jam session in the middle is amazing because it does a lot than just be a jam session. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already mentioned how like the sound literally moves from one earmuff to another. Or like it starts in the middle, slowly starts to go from yeah. one. It leaves you with like only a couple of sounds. And then suddenly out of the other earmuff, like it comes back fades in it, it's it's so cool because if you close your eyes and visualize like you can actually like see this happening in real time because yeah. I, I wrote verbatim too I love what feels like a carousel of sound as the jam session slowly fades out to just vibes and harmonized vocals just for the jam to come back in shortly after 
a really great dreamy slash disorienting effect. The song uses left and right panning so well, it's a real treat to listen to. I wrote that. That's the longest note I've ever written. Like, without breaking. Well, I'm glad you agree then, because it is amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. I it, That's the first thing I noticed about it. I was like, this, this is different. And from what I've picked up on you, like, uh, you you like jam sessions. You like the jam bands and stuff like that. So even while I was listening to this, I'm like, she better rate this part high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guitar wankery. And, and some people define that as in, you know, like, guitar parts that are completely unnecessary. But I just find it just... You sort of on your guitar for 10 minutes and I'm into it. It wasn't as wankery as when you use that term with uh, Dream Theater back in episode three. Uh, But some of that is legitimate wankery. It is, yeah. John John Petrucci, what his name is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but boy. yeah, Josh likes to go on these like weird, like long solos, but I, it, it sounds great. Fantastic. Everything about it fit. Yeah. And I just ended up with saying, what a great track. So much going on, but everything is used so well. I like, I like that being the last point. Yeah. I, I like, I couldn't, I don't like really plan out a script of things I want to say regarding this, just literally notes. But yeah, I felt like that was just the best way to sum up how I was feeling by the end of the song. Yeah. Again, like five minutes, 49 seconds, but flew by because I love this song. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I, I think you might put this in your top five. Let's see where I got. I wrote it down on paper. I also have on the thing here. Where did I get it? Where did I get it? <laughs> oh, okay. I see where it is. Uh, Poker Face. Just so that way you can find <laughs> out later. We'll move on to the next song, though. Yeah. Monster in the Parasol. Uh, so, this was a weird one to kind of transition to after such a, an incredible song. Uh, what do you got for this one? Uh, so speaking about, uh, you know, asthma, ASMR and whispering, um, whispering during chorus is off-putting appropriately. Yeah. It feels like it should be and that it's kind of creepy, but I I just don't like whispering. Stop it. Personal preference, not yeah. knocking anyone who does. Um, again, with the, I don't know if it's minor notes or whatever, but uh, it definitely sounded something like that in this song where it just, it seemed sort of, I don't know, ki- kind of the feeling of confusion in some way. And yeah. uh, at the beginning, I'm like, oh, this sounds like a nice driving song. And then as it goes on, I'm like, it's not, <laughs> it's not the sun, it's not the sunny day in a convertible. Like it felt like when it started. Yeah, I think the verse is really tricky into that one because once it gets oh, yeah. to the courses, things get a little a uh, little more zany, I guess. I actually have the word zany written down too. I don't often Ooh. use that word. Yep. Um, but yeah, like we're six songs in, we we finally get like a straightforward like rock kind of punky type track, I guess, mm-hmm. to an extent because it's like simple, just one note downstroke on the guitar over and over again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean like th- this song's this song's alright. Not my favorite on the album. Uh, and I believe this song is probably about a drug trip. It has to be. Yeah. Especially reading the lyrics, how like everything ends up being covered in hair. I mean, like. Okay, I did not read. Paul's the dad is warping, bubbling. Oh well. Paul's sister is an alien. Oh well. I've seen some things I thought I never saw covered in hair. He, I think it literally says, uh, "See some things I thought I never saw," because it sounds like he does. I just haven't read that part, I guess. But anyways, then it says covered in hair, and he says covered in hair a lot. <laughs> Okay. Um, I didn't pick up on any of that. 
uh, this is another song I'm probably going to have to listen to with that in mind and then think, wow. Just read the lyrics as you're listening too, so that way you know what's going on. Yeah. And maybe like, oh, that's why it's so weird and crazy towards the chorus. (laughs) Yeah, I, I understand the creepy vibe now. Jeez. Because, like, then you have to ask yourself, what the hell does it mean to have a monster in my parasol? <laughs> so I imagine, because, like, like parasol is like an umbrella, right? Yes. So I imagine opening umbrella and there's just bats hanging upside down in it. I I got the the idea because, like, again, the song's clearly about a drug trip that, like, maybe there's designs on the parasol. Someone opened it up and they just tripped out on the designs that they saw and thought it was, like, a monster. Oh, I, like I Rorschach test, but on a more or less, yeah. Like I, I could be a hundred percent wrong. I didn't look up song meanings, so if anyone actually yeah. knows, if if Josh Homme said anything about this song, please let us know in the comments. I'd uh, be curious to know more about it. But yeah, um, I don't know. I I kind of like the verses. Like I like how straightforward it is. I'm not huge on the actual bridge between the verse and the chorus, but I do like the chorus itself. Because mm-hmm. at least at the very least, that weird bridge, it does lead well into the chorus. And it, as I said before, it sounds fairly zany. Yeah. I, I feel so weird using that word. <laughs> is that a, I'm, I'm having another moment. Like, is that actually a word? <laughs> well, as, as long as you don't start calling things groovy, saying zany is okay. Uh, if we ever travel back that far on the show for like albums we review, I might have to use groovy. Oh no! I'll use trucking. I'll I'll use uh, dynamite. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'll find like uh, time appropriate words. Well, this is not the time nor the place. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, th- this track is compared to some of the others. Uh, pretty tame on pretty tame on the writing on this one. Uh, but considering what the album has given us so far. Like, I'm willing to give it a pass. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fun to have these, like, tracks that you don't intend to be on the A side, more or less. Kind of like Leg of Lamb, how I felt about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't hate the song. Uh, it's placement on the album is fine. Uh, just not super huge on it. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I I kind of placed it, you know, sort of in the middle. It was just one of those... I... I think the album may suffer without it, but it also didn't, you know, pump it up a lot. It was just yeah. sort of, it kind of feels like a necessity. Just one of those songs to kind of fill times and gaps on, like, yeah. maybe you're contractually obligated. It's like, you know, you need at least 11 songs. It's like, okay, well, here's this one then. But it's I definitely mean, not one that I'd be like, get it out of there. This has no place here. But speaking of songs that uh, probably were just there to fill time and space, <laughs> number Perfect. seven, quick and to the pointless. Mm-hmm. Uh, another Nick Oliveri song, and I guess he just wanted an excuse to go absolutely nuts on this one. This this was one of my guesses. I was going to guess two, but this number. Oh, okay. What was the one. other one? Uh, it's coming up. That's probably the Mark Lanigan song then. Probably. Oh, wait, no, there's another one. Okay, there's two that have different vocalists. We'll see. But yeah, quick into the pointless. Um, my first note says, I don't know what I'm doing here either. So <laughs> I feel ya. Um, it ended just before I was getting into it. Really? Like it, it felt like, yeah, it felt like it was kind of, you know, it might do something and then it ended. So, I mean, like, I I wasn't looking at the time when I was listening to it. So that, uh, that kind of sucked. Yeah, under um, two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I knew that, but my sense of time is completely warped. Yeah. <laughs> it it reminds me of uh, Do the Evolution by Pearl Jam. 
just sort of the like i don't know the aggressive take these words that i got from that arguably eddie vetter's most like insane performance in the song yeah like he's had some crazy ones but dude the evolution he, he i feel like he actually lost his mind recording it oh i don't tell that at all uh, i can't but wait I, to do that one one day I, oh yeah i think uh i think it's the sort of the yelling or the borderline screaming oh he screams uh, for sure are we, are we, are we talking yeah. about uh the song right now quick and yes. pointless okay yeah good. yeah because i i can never tell if it's just sort of uh aggressive yelling or if it's actual straight up screaming yeah sometimes he's just literally screeching like yeah he's kind of doing everything he's yelling and screaming like he's putting a lot of strain on his voice so like again just an excuse to go crazy and i mean like this i I feel like because this song is under two minutes i considered it like an interlude even though it might not be Mm -hmm. like going into the next song and it's a really weird choice to have this as an interlude going into the next song which we'll get into in a minute yeah but other than that that's all i really have to say because it's a very brief song like it's in and out very quickly yeah yeah likewise i uh i didn't mind it it was it was all right i do wish it was longer but i think that would completely defeat the entire purpose that and I don't know how much more of the song I could have stood if it went on longer. Oh yeah, because yeah. I th- I feel like it did what it wanted to do in the time given. Yeah. So if you made this like even three minutes minimum, like, mm. well, you'd have to change it. Like you could not cruise on the same thing for three minutes. Well, because yeah, like this song doesn't really offer much. Like it because because of how fast it is, it doesn't have to. So if mm-hmm. you were just to carry this exact same structure on for three minutes or something like that, it's just like you didn't need this. You really didn't. Yeah. But so I, I get again. I'll give it points for how short it was and just yeah. going nuts with it. Other than that, came and went very quickly. Did did it go into the in the fade? I'm trying here. I'm. That is better than I think it was the Tom Petty transition. Don't do me like that or something like that. I can't even remember, but I hated it. <laughs> but this one much better. Thanks. You get a B minus. I, I tried much harder with the other one. <laughs> Wow, really? Well, you put a little more attitude in the previous one. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have sold it so hard. If you did, like, that plain face, like, Stephen Wright transition, I probably would have given you more <laughs> points for that. But All yes, right, mental note, mental note. Be more like Stephen Wright. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, mental note, find out who Stephen Wright is. Ooh. But I know, He's one I of know. the best ones. <laughs> God, he's so fantastic. His plane, anyways, yeah, no tangents about Stephen Wright. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yep. We're going in the fade, song number eight. My very first note. Oh, hey there, Mark Lanigan. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to all the uh, Screaming Tree fans out there. And he's been in other projects too. I can't remember what. He's probably, he has his own solo thing, but he's a constant and frequent Queens of the Stone Age collaborator. I don't know how oh. much more these days, but like he was there for quite a few albums. Interesting. I didn't know that. Do you know who the Screaming Trees are? I would assume you do. I have heard of them for sure, but I, ha- I don't know if I've heard anything. If I have, I didn't know it was that. Ah, okay. Well, Mark Lanigan has a very distinct voice. He's like a slightly cleaner Tom Waits. Okay. Still low and kind of raspy, but not like Tom Waits raspy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a difference. And one's grunge too. So. Interesting. But anyways, like in the fade... Such, another really cool kind of chill track not as chill as autopilot because like it does get a little heavier at points um 
There are so many different like guitar riffs going through the song, and I love every single one of them. They carry the tracks so nicely. It's re- a really cool feeling. And also, that bass line in the verse again, Nick Oliveri, like, a- as shitty of a person you- as you may potentially be, my God, like, you you really have fun on that bass guitar. I, I have uh, bass and egg shaker. It's a nice addition. Oh, yeah. I like that, yeah. All the extra percussion that, like, is pretty much in every song. Yeah. But this is like, like one that. of the good ones. And it, it sounded like maybe it was like a keyboard on a delay. I, I picked up on something that just, I, I really, really do wish I was a professional, I almost said magician, professional magician. That's cool too. <laughs> I, I wish I was a professional musician because then I'd be able to appropriately articulate some of the things that I do here, but it, it kind of sounded like it was like a keyboard attached to like a delay pedal or something. You mean the riff is like dun, 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 maybe because like I'm hearing it, but I'm hearing the next note before the previous one ended. And it just kind of felt it felt weird, but in a I don't think I've ever heard this or really noticed it before. So that was kind of cool. It was like a new discovery for me. If, if we're talking about the same sound, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that was like an electric piano that like with reverb and reverb and distortion on it, or if it was yeah. actually just a guitar itself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, either way, like it, I did like that too. It's just kind of yeah. one of those like many riffs kind of going through the verse that I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And like the chorus feels obviously very stronger. It gets like a little heavier. There's a lot going on. It feels like a very, like a, like a stoner rock and garage rock kind of sound as compared to, like, the other parts of the song itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind that at all, because everything blends together, like, really nicely. Again, I don't really have, like, a whole lot of complaint about this track. Even Mark Lanigan's, like, kind of deeper vocals and everything kind of going through the song feels really nice. Yeah. I I just got that it. it's very simple, but it's pleasing. Like, I liked it. Yeah, again, I don't think this one was long either. I, I don't remember the time of this one. I had it on my phone in front of me, but I don't want to turn on the screen. I have to, like, go password unlock it now and shit. Yeah. I, was, I should probably write down, like, the, the the song lengths with the names on my sheet here. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I got you. I'll figure it out. It is... Do-do-do. Oh, <laughs> three minutes and 50 seconds. Decent. A little more than radio length, but decent. Mm-hmm. I honestly wouldn't mind if this one, this song kept going, if it kept up with the same like atmosphere of the intro and the verse, mm-hmm. because those are probably my favorite parts of the song. Like the chorus was great too, but like the verse is just otherworldly, especially with Josh Homme's again, his falsetto harmony in the background of Mark's like really low voice. Yeah. I really love the way that was flowing through. Just this song feels good. <laughs> nice. I like it. As it, do it, I. It definitely didn't give me tension head mm-hmm. you know that one was now, now you're purposely trying <laughs> like just really go you know what let's just keep i'm gonna keep making sure that you transition to every single song now you've just put this on your own shoulders <laughs> crap <laughs> yep so yeah tension had another one of those uh uh nick Oliveri songs another crazy yeah. one uh very like punky sounding track like very punky mm-hmm. uh this one's better though than quick into the pointless in my opinion yeah um i guess this song was just meant to blast you with like intensity before slowing things down again i don't know again i don't want to call it an interlude but it because it's so kind of short it feels like that i don't know 
I, I don't know if I like its place on the record. Cause this is the one that I was like, I don't know. It's just, it, it seems more of a earlier to mid album track rather than a little later. I don't know if I'm just sort of, you know, cramming every song into the box of, you know, you kind of re- resolution come down at the end of the album. Cause this seemed very bah, in your face. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'd like it a little earlier in the record. And uh, I, have, I have a point because I didn't know this listening to it. I'm like, who is singing these? I'm like, yeah. I have no idea who this is, but it, it was nice having, having different, you know, different voices on different tracks. So I like that. Yeah, this was a Nick Oliveri track. Last one, Mark Lanigan. Nick Oliveri was on another song on the album, uh, Quicken to the Pointless. Yeah. And Autopilot as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's interesting, although, like, I really like Josh Homme's voice, so, like, I don't care if he sings an entire album. It's fine by me. Yeah. He yeah. might, be, might be kind of a dick in real life, but he's got a great voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really have much to, to say about this one. It's... It was just kind of there for me. Maybe I hadn't come down from quick into the pointless yet, which was only two tracks ago. Yeah. So having another quick, punky sort of in your face track was, I wasn't ready for it yet. So. Well, th- that makes me wonder if switching with Leg of Lamb would be a good idea, considering like, you know, getting hit with a song that heavy and crazy before a song like uh, Better Living Through Chemistry comes on. Mm-hmm. Like... I don't know. I, I kind of like that the heavier songs were kind of like past the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still not huge on the song, but it is. It's there. Yeah, Hello. yeah. I kind of feel feel the same. I don't really have much notes or many notes about it. Rather, me neither. So, so I guess we should uh, transition into the next song. The next song is Lightning Song. A plus. Thank you. <laughs> You're really trying now. I am. All right. So obviously this song is quite literally an interlude. It, it's it's short. It's an instrumental, the only instrumental on the album. So it leads you to something incredibly, from something incredibly heavy, like um, Tension Head. I almost said quick into the point. Let's add to look at my notes real quick. <laughs> it leads you from something incredibly heavy, heavy like Tension Head into the next song, which we'll get into momentarily, which I fucking love that song. But uh, yes, lightning song, uh, it, it very the acoustic kind of like open studio type recording. It's like a very broken down style of like recording. You got like a the, the, all the additional percussion in there. I I don't know what it is. Maybe a tabla, maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or one of it's like a big popping kind of percussion instrument. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. There's that which was an excellent addition. Uh, there's a twelve string acoustic with the pianos as well. Were really nice actually. The piano was really nice because uh, Josh Homme plays it in the song, I believe. And it's like a very nice call and answer because you have the main riff like, and then the piano follows up, like in a higher octave. Mm -hmm. So I thought like the call and answer to that was a really nice touch. It's just, this is a nice relaxing song. It sounds like a less pretentious tea party song. <laughs> um, and the juxtaposition to Tension Head was nice. From what I felt, sort of another punchy in the gut song to, you know, you you have died and you are ascending to heaven. That's this song. Yeah, essentially. I guess with some of the, uh, the crazier points of this album, like this is like the nice landing point. Yeah. Because like 
and you know, like, this is, like, the penultimate song. So, I mean, like, coming up next, like, there's a lot to, to kind of break down in the next one. But, like, Lightning Song is just, like, here I go with this term again, the breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was it was nice. And if they added any uh, vocals to it, I think it would have done it a disservice. Yeah, I don't know what they could have done with this one. But just because, like, the structuring of it was just, like, fine the way it was. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I'm just I'm wondering how late into the recording process or like the writing process this song came up because I wonder what the album looked like before this was introduced because oh. I wonder if they were looking and it's like no we need something to slow down with we need something to just like relax with I like I don't know I don't know anything about the writing process but I imagine it was probably something like that because mm-hmm. you can like as a band look at your record and be like it looks pretty good but it's missing something like we need a settling point. Yeah, it's like adding some salt to something. You're just like, it, it tastes good, but you could just amp it up just a little bit. This is kind of like leaving someone's house. The song is leaving someone's house after like a day of hanging out with them or a party or something like that. And the song is like, make sure you gather everything you have before you walk out the door. <laughs> yep. All right. So now I'm leaving on you to transition to the next song. Uh, Give me some yeah. cover. Well, I, I, I can't think of anything clever without spoiling my thoughts about it. Okay. So, I mean, if that's okay, then I will. Um, I, I think I lost my headache. But wait, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. That, hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Restart. <laughs> you think you lost your headache? I think I found mine. And I think you're talking about, like, the ending of the song. Ending of the song. Quotations. So, yeah, I think I lost my headache, the 11th and final track on yeah. Rated R. Um, there is so much I love about this song. Mm. I, I, I'll I get to that the, the ending in a bit, and I'm pretty sure you'll get there before I will. Uh, <laughs> Quite possibly. It, it's something that could have very well, like, brought the score down, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not for me, though. Uh, overall, I really like the song. Uh, this the, the opening to this song is amazing the guitar riff is absolutely everything i needed in this album yeah there's just there's something about like just the opening that just carries you through and then the 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 lap steel guitar kicks in and then just like the burst of distorted guitar into the verse is like amazing just like and the verses and courses are just written so well they sound fantastic i get i could just like gush forever about it (laughs) now is it just me again and am i hard of hearing or are the vocals under the guitar again where the guitar is just a little louder than the vocals i think they're fairly close to an equal if the vocals aren't a little louder yeah because yeah the guitars are like pretty pronounced in uh throughout the entire song mainly the verses yeah but yeah like i don't know i I never really found an issue with the vocals being a little too quiet or something like that like it it felt fitting to me but that's just my opinion yeah yeah i found that i i just couldn't really i i guess i couldn't really place the the vocals above the guitar it was just the guitar is just assaulting my eardrums the whole time like not necessarily in a bad way just assaulting nonetheless is it potentially like the wailing kind of like lap steel guitar through the verse? Quite possibly. It was definitely one of those move the the ear ear 
set off my ear yeah. for a second. So. Because other than that, it's just like the really crunchy, distorted riffs, like just like the the power chords being played. Yeah. But then yeah, there's like a like a, a slide guitar just kind of wailing in the background kind of sounds like a cat yeah maybe that's why maybe that's why i'm like please no more because you're just like kitty (laughs) (laughs) oh god i did i did enjoy and i wrote down three minutes 30 seconds in roughly around that point um it started to sound like a waltz on a broken leg i actually literally wrote something with 330 as the track marker (laughs) as well uh, so just before I get there then, because we, we'll get to that ending and you can say what you really don't like about it. Um, but so just as the verses as they're going through, it's like a quick breakdown of the verse that kind of it breaks very quickly to go into the chorus. Uh, but it sounds really great because of how how quick it is and because of how the chorus is, it, it, it sounds... I'm trying to think of like new words. I need an encyclopedia. I'm just going to say wonderful because the chorus is like this really kind of woozy sounding type riff. Like it's like these constant like descending melodies. Mm-hmm. And then with the vocals going Ooh, like over in the background over top of the vocals, mm-hmm. the chorus is, just, yeah, the way it sounds with the verse breaking down sounds so good. And just like, I don't know, it's the perfect rock track. I, I love it so much. Yep. <laughs> I'm like I I I don't know. It's I don't hate it. I'm just uh, I'm just trying to speak nicely. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to speak nicely before you uh get to that ending which I'm probably we're probably going to have similar notes on. Like I just I don't know. It was awesome and then okay, so I remember the uh I guess trend of every time there's horns. I'm like, "Oh yay, horns." So, I noted that. <laughs> so it comes in and I'm like, where did these horns come from? Because I just, maybe they were earlier in the album, didn't hear them. So I'm like, where did these come from? And I'm like, cool, horns. Okay. Horns. There's more. Oh, there's just horns. I don't think I enjoy just horns. <laughs> I like it as an accompaniment. It's like, you know, I I want to squeeze lemon on things i want lemon water delicious if i just ate a lemon i'm like i don't want this it's not the same thing yeah so that's kind of how i felt i kind of felt like i was eating a lemon and i did not enjoy eating a lemon um yeah i I guess i can get that because as i said one of my notes like this song would be perfect as a just being three minutes and 30 seconds although i do like the extended guitar outro and how it gets like faster as if it's kind of like building up to a crash yeah um but then yeah instead of just crashing that's when the horns show up and say hello uh (sighs) for like four minutes yeah oh that's too long (laughs) i don't hate how the ending carries on like especially into the horn section like it can get pretty crazy especially with that like wailing trumpet that just mm-hmm. goes and goes that's a that's a headphones off the ear going okay it's a little deafening now yeah, maybe it, that's why it's songs for the deaf everyone who bought their previous album is deaf now maybe <laughs> <laughs> um like the, the i'll say about the horns like yeah they go on like it, it feels like it goes on way too long like it didn't have to mm-hmm. uh but also also Maybe that's part of the joke of the track, the title itself. I think I lost my headache, and then there's this this part where the trumps are wailing, the saxophone eventually kicks in. Maybe they just trolled you really hard. 
Oh, and I fell for it because I definitely found my headache after that. I was like, you lost it. I'll take it. Thank you. Although I will say, like, the, the horns kind of eventually break into, like, their own little harmonies and everything as the further you get into it. Yeah. So, actually, I really like that. I thought that sounded cool. It's, it, like, if it wasn't for the trumpet and then the, the eventual saxophone that does the same thing, <laughs> I actually probably would have really liked it. But, like, yeah, yeah that, that part was, like, a little iffy to me. But, like, I won't spoil anything in my rankings, but I didn't let it affect my song score. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take the first three and a half minutes and I'm going to say this was the song I loved and I'm going to give it the score I'm going to give it and this is how I'm going to present it. Like the horn section, for all I know, it's a whole other song, but yeah. it's just, I I don't hate it, but just, yeah, the, the trumpet really grates after a while. Um, It was okay. That's how you started the album. That's how you finished the album. Like a sandwich. The bread was okay. Oh, we're not doing the Dream Theater again, moldy top, golden bottom. We're not doing that again. <laughs> no, no, no. Hell no. Uh, before we even start, though, I'm, I, I'm, I say it every week, too. Two is my pick that we'll, we'll match with. Yeah? Um, I'm I'm going to one-up you, and I'm going to say three, because I'm feeling in an optimistic mood. Although, like, we're, we're crazy, because every week we say numbers, it's always one now. Like, it's been one for, like, the last five or six episodes well, I know our number our number one and number eleven will not match. Just just from the information given, I'm really getting that. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> well, let's find out. We'll find out in just a minute because I want to let all of you know that if you've made it this far, you clearly like what we're doing, and we're about to get into those glorious song rankings and of course that album rating that you've all been waiting for. But before you do you like what we're doing, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Let us know how much you really, truly do like what we're doing. And also, like, you know, let us know if you agree or disagree with how we feel about certain songs, certain parts, and whatever you want to tell us about Queens of the Stone Age. And yes, we'll eventually do another album. Don't worry about that. And if you listened this far in the comments, just uh, post a crown for Queens. You know, I, w- I want to know. I'm a little curious. The funny part is, if anyone does that, we would forget that we even said st- something like that. It's like, I think there was like one episode when we told people to do like foot emojis or something like that. And yeah. I, I don't even remember that anymore. So it's and, like. <laughs> and then you see it and you're like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> and it's like, there's got to be a joke in there somewhere. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> All right. And also the audio listens out there too. Like, follow, subscribe, rate, comment, do whatever yes. you'd like to love. help us build this channel because you're still here. Thank you for being here. Yeah, we love you. And I won't even waste time. Boom, graphics above our head have just changed. That means we're into the song rankings now of this particular album, Rated R. Uh, so I guess I'll get it started as I usually do. And yes, I guess we're not going to match on this one. Number 11, quick and to the pointless. Feel good, hit of the summer. Damn, really? Mm-hmm. I, I knew that you wouldn't rate that one highly, but I didn't think it'd be the last. I probably won't listen to it again. In all honesty. Fun fact, uh, in Songs for the Deaf, uh, I believe it's after the very last song, which is a hidden track called The Mosquito Song. They kind of reprise Feel Good Hit of the Summer again, but it's just like a bass line, a drum, and then people just laughing. Ha 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 <laughs> it's, ha! It's goofy as shit, but it's funny. Anyways, interesting. Song ten, leg of lamb. I think I lost my headache. No. Mm, so you, you said just... that you didn't af- you didn't let it affect your ranking. Um, I did. Just take the first three and a half minutes. Fuck I the horns. Did. I did. Number nine, monsters in the parasol. Ah! 
Did yeah, it? it's cool. a match. Okay, there's the one and only. Even though I said two, it's, <laughs> that's the one and only. Ooh-hoo. Excellent. Okay, number eight, Tension Head. It's a match! Really? I Straight up, I will show you on my paper if you want. We got a deuce. I believe you, because like, geez, we need more matches. <laughs> we got a deuce here. Now, now we need a truce, the Ooh. triplet, the lightning song. Mm, quick and to the pointless. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I don't know why I had my fingers crossed. You had already said that song. You're <laughs> like, eh. uh, I'm just seeing how we could still we could still match on a few here. Okay. okay, we can match on this one. Autopilot. Yep. Oh my god! Can we, uh, is today 100%. the day? Is today yep. that we need? Okay, so Daughters was ten songs, I think, or nine or ten songs. I think that so. was three. So we need. It's tied even though daughter's still in the lead we need one more to break the record finally and after all of this because i don't want to spoil the rest of my uh list i will show you my list on camera I so everyone you. watching oh i just want to show for everyone watching that i'm a genius by saying three so but if we get four then you're fucked <laughs> yep <laughs> all right well my five is feel good hit of the summer that one's fine in the fade fade okay my number four is in the fade oh oh, it's happening again <gasps> lightning song okay that's fine as i said that one a little while ago number three the lost art of keeping a secret leg of lamb really wah, wah. that song was just it's so drab and weird uh okay this is the last one we could possibly match on now uh, I'll know depending on your answer. So my number two is, uh, I think I lost my headache. Better living through chemistry. Huh. I picked the single again. So I picked Without Better Living knowing. Through Chemistry <laughs> for mine, and you picked what again? Uh, for number two? Yes. So for number two, you got... Better, Better living, living Through, through chemistry. chemistry. And yeah. so my number one's... Number, Better living through chemistry, and your number one is the lost star of keeping a secret. Close, but three is the most we've had in a long time. It feels I like forever. I am a genius. Yeah, you got that one, didn't you? Hell yeah! Golf clap. All right, anyone who wants to to pause that, there you are. I believed you. Hell I'm pretty yeah. sure they did too. Yeah, it'd be I weird know. if you were like sabotaging the podcast. To, to be fair, though, I haven't really accumulated enough credibility for anyone to believe me. So, I, you know, I kind of got to push it every week where it's like, see, look, the, the light above my head, halo. Maybe it's a new beginning for you. It you is. Live in a, you live in a new location, new beginning, <laughs> new everything. New, new year, new me. Or, you know, I just 11 months late. You know, I never said I was quick. It's fine. In 2022, you're going to say like, oh, we're going to get eight correct. And I'm like, you're fucked if you think that. <laughs> then we get eight correct. I'm like, wow, maybe I should listen to you more. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. What is this, the upside down? Come on, that'll never happen. Yeah, I think it's just put into the fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. That's our song rankings. Uh, wow, three matches out of 11. Yes. Uh, still not the greatest, but not the worst. I mean, oh, three three seems to be our like our highest peak. Mm-hmm. Daughters still being in the lead technically by ratio of song matches. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be another one. But now, I really have to super duper transition screens because we're going to rate the record. <laughs> so editor me if you would whoosh. 
Here it is, the album rating screen. And also, if I did things correctly in Zoom, you could probably see us up in the top right corner of the screen, maybe. If not, then you can't see me waving right now. How many fingers am I holding up? You can tell me in the comments. <laughs> but yes, we have uh, talked about Queens of Stone Age, Rated R. We've uh, ranked, uh, sorry, we've, yeah, we've ranked all the songs. And now we're going to rate the record because that's our specialty. Main course. Hell yeah. Okay, so now we need to know each other's score, which we do mm -hmm. not know currently. So, Savannah, you have to go first no, this week. do I? Don't, I went first no, last week. Don't do this to me. Hell yeah. Uh, please. I'm ready. 63%. 6, 4. Wow. Yeah, but that's why I sunk down in my chair, okay? I didn't anticipate it being that low for you. Actually, I thought you would have had this in at least somewhere in like the low 70s. Okay, well, I don't. So I don't know what else to tell you. I'm so sorry that you're hard to please, princess. <laughs> Jesus. You or, said you're the villain? Look at me. Look at me. I, I'm the villain. You're the asshole. There's I, a difference. <laughs> broken ears, apparently. I don't know. I'm the one who turns Shut the crowds against you, and then you're the ones who make them continue to hate you. <laughs> Mine, on the other hand, worry not, Queens of the Stone Age fans. I was very generous with it. I don't even consider it generous because I just enjoyed this album altogether. I gave this an, a straight even 80%. I A-tiered this. And congratulations, you added yet another C-tier album to, like, your your absolute line of C-tier albums. I like skyscrapers. So when you place that, just place it sideways so it just goes straight up. You don't want to see a side scraper on its side. That's not exactly skyscraping at that point. You're scraping the lawns of like everyone 20 miles no, away. No, I mean, when, when you do the tier list of all of my shitty choices, just make sure it's a tier list where all of the, uh, you know, S, A, B is on the X axis. So then it just goes shoots straight up C because I imagine none of my choices are in any other category. Well then. <sighs> Except um, Weezer. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other thing, isn't it? <laughs> Way down there in the D tier. But this one, on the other hand, managed to end up probably where I expected it to anyway. So with a 71.82%, it falls into the B tier. Yet another B tier album that we have here. Um, I can't remember the score of the Chili Peppers, so I'll adjust this correctly as needed uh, when I'm actually, like, you know, saving this file. Yeah. But yes, for now... Queen of the Stone Age, right there, boom, in the B tier next to the Chili Peppers. I'm pretty sure it's probably ranked higher than just Chili Peppers, if I remember correctly, but I'll, again, check later. I hope so. And by the way, to uh, anyone who is curious to see, like, what this looks like and our own individual uh, tier ranking charts, on Instagram, if you have that and you follow us over there, at Rate the Record Podcast, uh, I did make a post on Instagram that shows all three charts up to episode 10, though. <laughs> So you can see exactly where our own individual rankings fall, and you can see Savannah's absolutely stacked C-tier rankings. I'm hard to please, apparently. Hi -yi -yi. Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> Whereas yeah. me, on the other hand, I have at least one album in every single tier. Ay-yi-yi, <laughs> is all I have to say. Well, there you have it. Once again, Savannah is wrong and I am right because uh, I rated it higher, but it still ended up as a B minus tier album, I guess. I don't like saying that out loud. I'm I'm just pursing my lips and shaking my head. 
at yourself. I hope you're looking in the mirror while you're doing that. Or looking at yourself on the Zoom screen and doing that. Uh, I, I am, because I'm looking pretty fly today. But uh, not for that reason, no. So 71.82%. I'm just writing that down so I can make the Instagram post for later. Woo. Oh, boy. So, yeah, uh, again, very... That one's got close to being one of the most divisive ones we have. I, I think yeah? Chili Peppers was still, maybe... <laughs> Probably. I, I can't re- I yeah. can't remember. One of them is the most divisive. I can't remember which one, but this one was close. Yeah. Which is shocking to me. Actually, this is the biggest shock so far in the entire show. Well, honestly, this is this is my first, I guess, prolonged uh exposure to Queens of the Stone Age. Because you know, you'd hear a song on the radio or see a song on TV, their music video, one one-offs. This is the first time I've actually heard them. Nothing that's been presented to me as a single so you know like the disclaimer of a lot of other albums i'm sure it'll grow on me i just have to give it a chance and whether i do or not that's what really makes me a dickhead so and we'll so see. if anyone wants to pick on savannah for her album rating i know at the beginning we say with grain of salt but with hers it's a grain of rock salt so it's a little bigger go ahead go for it i encourage you please it. don't <laughs> knock me out with this rock of salt Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, it, it's okay. Maybe one day when we do songs for the deaf, things will change, and you'll really like that one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So, I, but I think you will, though, because, like, a lot of people tend to say that's their favorite Queens of the Stone Age album. Yeah. Like, when they rank them, like, that one's usually, like, top tier. I'm open to it, for sure. Like, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. One of these days, we'll get around to it. Yeah. But in the meantime, we are at the end of another episode. You know how we rank the songs. You know where we rated the records. And now we want to hear about your choices when it comes to this album. Did you like it? Did you hate it? How do you feel about Queens of the Stone Age? Let us know. So right here on YouTube, like, subscribe, and also the comments again to let us know exactly how you felt. And in the audio realm, you can there's probably somewhere to comment, I think, in most of them. So go ahead and leave comments, or you can email us at ratetherecordpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, no, it's just ratetherecord at gmail.com. Yes. All right, just, yeah, because I'm not really good with this branding stuff anymore. <laughs> But yeah, you can also let us know on social media at Rate the Record Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, or just at Rate the Record on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts on the album because I'd be curious. Because as a Queens of the Stone Age fan, I always like when people gush about things I like because I'm cocky like that. And if you've never listened to it, listen to it and agree with me. You're telling people they hate the album? You can't do that. No, I just want them to agree with me. Whether it's hate, love, indifference, just tell me I'm right and that you're not. And that's really all all I ask. Maybe, just maybe, that they'll agree with you on certain songs. But albums, I think people will pick up on this one. Well, let's see. We Let's see. Let's see. Let us know. Do all that for the audio, the video, all the social medias. And again, with your albums, uh, I mean, uh, with the email, you can let us know about the albums. If you have any requests, you can also let us know, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was looking at my phone while I said that. but I, sure, <laughs> I have the calculator up, and I'm just staring at the numbers thinking that was the camera. My mind's already melting right now. It's a good thing that we're at the end of the episode. Yes. But before we let you go, uh, we, of course, have another episode coming up next week. Why wouldn't we? Uh, so next week special occasion album it's an anniversary like we said we do every mm-hmm. once in a while with these types of things uh the band that we're choosing is a trio and their breakthrough album is turning 35 years old Ooh. i can't remember the exact date but we'll let you know Dang. when the episode actually comes out next week um yeah they started as a punk band but found huge success in rapping i'm pretty sure i just gave it away but there you go and I, you can just look at albums turning 35 i think you'll get the point is it is it salt 
N. Peppa? I would love to do that on the show one day, but no, it's not. Oh, okay. Figured it might be. I, I, I would do Salt and Peppa on, on the show. The, 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 I can't remember what the one album's called, but I really, really like it. Cool. I'm down. None of your business. Yeah. <laughs> I, grew, I grew up on that track. That's awesome. Cool. But yeah, so there's your little uh, wink nudge about next week. I'm pretty sure you already know. If you don't, it's going to be a good one, so you want to tune in for that. Yeah, yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. We will see you again next week. In the meantime, go ahead and go listen to some awesome music, and we will see you again soon. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.